I believe that the quality of life we live directly reflects the type of relationships that we have with ourselves, others, God, and everything in between. Welcome to my inner and outer world. My name is Tyler Joe Stratton, and I am the host of the Happy Heart Academy podcast, where it is my mission to significantly improve the quality of life you live by teaching you how to live more joyfully from your heart rather than your hurt so that you can begin to experience more joyful and loving relationships with yourself, others, God, and everything in between after a devastating heartbreak. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the podcast begin. Hope is the one thing that I believe that can help us to get through the darkest of times. What is up, my dear friends, and welcome back to another episode here on the Happy Heart Academy podcast. I am your host and relationship coach, Tyler Joe Stratton, and today we are talking into hope. We're talking about hope. We're talking about how we can help ourselves feel more hopeful in a hopeless world or situation so that we can advance and move forward, transform our lives, and finally reclaim some happiness after all. Because I think at the end of the day, when we lose hope, we feel like we've lost everything. And so in this episode, I'm going to give you three tactical ways that can help you can implement into your life today so that you can start to generate and feel more hopeful in your life circumstance, breakdown, separation, divorce, because that's what we find that we're lacking most of all is hope. Feeling hopeless is something that many of us don't know how to overcome. So helping you to understand how to overcome that, I think it's going to benefit you in multiple ways because we're going to find ourselves in different times throughout our lives with a feeling of hopelessness. So I hope that this episode today serves you, guides you, and loves on you so that you can find the hope needed in a time of hopelessness. But before we dive into today's episode, my dear friend, be sure to check out the free training in the show notes below. It's my how to move on free training that's going to teach you how to move on. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's about a 30-minute video, but I think it's going to serve you. It's served over 1.3,000 people in the last 30 days, and um, I want to make sure that it reaches those that need to be reached. Um, And it could include yourself. So if you're trying to figure out, how do I move on? Like, I want to move on, but I don't know how to move on, then this free training is for you. It's going to give you the three things that keep you stuck most of the time and the three things that you need to focus on so that you can move forward. And ultimately, it's really up to you whether you want to do that alone or with someone like myself to help you to be able to move on and move forward and create some happiness and momentum in your life as you continue to move forward through this situation. So like I said, be sure to check out the link in the show notes below. And now on to today's episode. My dear friend, today we are talking about hope and how important hope is to keep hope alive during the times of hopelessness or a time of separation, a breakup, a divorce, a loss. I think hope is one of the last things to go. And if we lose hope, we might find ourselves feeling like we've lost everything. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Time and time again, I've get DMs sent to me talking about this feeling of emptiness, this feeling of hopelessness, this feeling of death inside. You know, death inside is a matter of hopelessness and helplessness. Like you can't see a future in the current present reality that you're facing is one that you don't want to face because you're doing it currently. What you see is alone, you know, without your person, without the person that you fell in love with, without the person you love. And that makes it difficult. 
Now, I want to talk about how hope at its core is a belief that things can actually get better, that tomorrow can be brighter than today. You see, to me, hope is a beacon of light that shines in even the darkest of times, providing us with the strength and courage we need to keep on to keep on. But hope isn't just like a passive feeling. It's something that we actively cultivate and generate and nurture within ourselves. You see, I believe that happiness doesn't just happen to us. We generate the feelings that we want to experience by the thoughts that we choose to think about most. Now, let me, let me take a pause here and let me focus in on that. One of my great mentors and coaches in life, his name was Brendan Burchard. And Brendan Burchard often taught this philosophy, this, this, this uh, philosophy in life about how to generate a more positive emotion out of life. Well, you see, what happens is... I want to give you an analogy. He always taught this analogy, and I think it was something that stuck with me since 2015, and I hope that once you hear this analogy, that it sticks with you just as long, because it reminds me that I am the one who's responsible for my own happiness, my own suffering, and my future moving forward. And with that, I take full responsibility. I have ownership, and I can make things happen. But when the focus is outside of myself, when I start pointing the fingers at how my ex did me wrong, how my boss did me wrong, how my life did me wrong, how something outside of myself did me wrong, I lose all control. I have helplessness and hopelessness in my heart because I can't control what's outside of me. I can only control what's inside of me. So this analogy that he oftentimes spoke about was how the power plant doesn't just have energy. It generates and transforms energy. The power plant, the thing that gives you light in your home, right? The power plant, that it doesn't just have energy, it generates it and transforms it, right? And the same thing is you are the power plant and you have to learn how to generate and transform the thoughts into positive thoughts so that you create happiness, right? So you are the power plant and it, you don't just have happiness, You have to generate it. You have to cultivate it. You have to align with it. You have to do the things that help you to feel happy. Right now, you're just stuck in an abusive relationship with yourself and listening to thoughts and creating thoughts that are repetitively um, negative. And you're asking me, you're like, Tyler, why do I feel so bad? Why why is this so hard? Well, because the thoughts that you keep revisiting are negative thoughts that cause you to have a negative emotional experience. It's not that difficult. But I understand you're like, well, I can't control my thoughts. Yes, you can. I take people through exercises all the time that blow their mind that like, oh, whoa, I can't believe you just did that. Like, yeah, I know. It's a beautiful process. It works. And I'm excited to share that with you in the upcoming um, episodes here. But ultimately, I want to get back to the episode. I just want to let you know that if you feel like you're feeling hopeless, helpless, lost, confused, ultimately understand you can't wait for an outside source to come into your internal world to transform how you feel because it'll only ever be a temporary feeling. What you must learn how to do is take ownership of your emotions by taking ownership of your thoughts. And how do you take ownership of your thoughts? You ask yourself better questions. Questions lead to thoughts. Thoughts lead to emotion. Emotion leads to action, right? Emotion, motion, movement, action. So if you want to change your thoughts and you want to 
implement happier thoughts so that you feel more hope in your life, you got to ask yourself better questions. And I have tools in my courses and in my coaching that offer these powerful morning questions, powerful evening questions, powerful questions that you can ask throughout the day, questions that you should ask yourself when you're going through troubled times so that you feel victorious over those troubled times. It's a powerful exercise. But ultimately, what I want to discuss today is more about this feeling of hope and what you can do to cultivate hope into your life so that you don't feel so hopeless and helpless during these times of um, separation, divorce, breakdown, loss, whatever it might be that you're currently struggling with and feeling stuck in. You have the power to reclaim your life by reclaiming your thoughts, by asking yourself better questions and moving into a better quality feeling. I'm just excited that um, we can work on this together. And I just want to say before I dive into the three things that I believe that if you implement into your life today, you can feel hope by the end of day or tomorrow. So my dear friend, let's talk about hope. And once again, a couple of small steps that can help you move toward a brighter future, even when the road ahead seems long and uncertain. Right now, when we go through a breakup, the road ahead looks rather uncertain, unpredictable, lifeless, emotionless, loveless, and it doesn't excite us. So we trap ourselves in our past because our past reminds us of happy times and When we are unable to let go, it's because we stay too long in the past because we believe that our happiness is found in the past. And I couldn't blame you for not wanting to let go of your past if your happiness is found there. Why not revisit your past over and over and over and over again if that's where your happiness lies? Well, I I would do the same thing and I did do the same thing. I oftentimes when my ex left me, I would always revisit how times used to be and how things should be and ultimately thinking that that would help me to produce happiness? Well, it never did. Revisiting the past never brought me a sense of happiness and warmth and comfort, especially in the times of the breakup. So how can you begin to cultivate hope in your lives? Well, one of of the first ways that I have um, implemented hope into my life and into others' lives is by sharing this idea is that one way is by focusing on the positive aspects of our current situation. That's that's number one. You've got to start to focus on the positive aspect aspects of your current situation. Instead of dwelling on what we don't have, let's just focus a little bit more on what we do have and express gratitude for the blessings in our lives. Now, let me let me dive deeper into this idea here. Most of our days after a heartbreak, a breakup, a separation, divorce is spent thinking about the past or thinking about who they're with or what they're doing and how we're not with them and how the future that we once created is no longer the future. And then we dive into this negative place of hopelessness and helplessness. We want to cry ourselves asleep. We can't sleep. We can't feel motivated. We can't move. We can't live our life without them. They are our everything. And I don't take that lately. I get it. I was there. I was saying the same thing over and over again. But that's what also left me to stay stuck in my heartbreak pain, unable to move on and see victory over this moment of of struggle. And ultimately, what we need to really focus in on, if we want to just think about thoughts and, and moving on and creating hope and, 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 and think about how do we get unstuck from the constant obsessive thoughts, well, it's, it's, it's a matter of a choice. And I ask you, do you want to choose suffering or do you want to choose pleasure? Do you want to choose pain or do you want to choose happiness? And, and if you want to choose happiness, like you, you come to me and you ask me, Tyler, how do I get unstuck? How do I move on? How do I get out of this rut? Well, I'm like, listen, 
Common sense isn't always common practice. That means what I'm about to share with you is common sense, but you're not doing it enough to make it a common practice to see the results in your life that you're asking me to give you. You see, it's simple. Take your mind every time you think of your ex and you feel hopeless, right? Every time you feel hopeless, what I need you to do is use that moment as a trigger, Every time I think of that thought, it triggers me to think of a new thought. It triggers me to focus on the positive aspects in my current life and situation. I don't care if you're at work sitting at your office and be like, I'm so grateful that I'm working indoors on this rainy day. I'm so grateful that, you know, I can take this breath without having pain. I'm I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm drinking this warm cup of coffee. I'm just grateful that I get to go home to a warm bed because some people don't get to. I'm grateful that I have great drinking water. I'm grateful for X, Y, and like you've got to reposition your thoughts. And now that's going to be hard for you to do because you've been so, you've been training yourself for however many months or years after the breakup to think negatively, to keep yourself trapped in the negative thoughts, to keep thinking these painful thoughts over and over to validate how much you love them. You see, we oftentimes suffer so much because we validate, it validates how long we love them and how much we love them. We'll, we'll put ourselves through excruciating pain just to validate how much we were in love with them. And that needs to stop. If you want to cultivate hope, you need to start to focus on the positive aspects of your current situation instead of dwelling on the past and what you don't have or the future that you can't create, which is also a lie. The, the future that you can't create is just a future that you can't create with them doesn't mean you can't find someone else that's a much better. If that relationship was as good as you, you think it is, you guys would still be together. Does that make sense? Like you are making this a lot more difficult on yourself because you're cultivating a relationship that you thought was perfect and he was your everything and uh, there's no one else. Well, no, no. If that was the case, if, the perfect, if it was the perfect partnership, the perfect relationship, which doesn't exist then ultimately you guys would still be together. But clearly there's something there that you're missing. You're lying to yourself because you want to sit in the pain because you want to prove to yourself how much you love them. This is the wrong way of thinking. This will not cultivate hope or happiness. So if you want to cultivate hope and happiness, let's focus on some things that you can be grateful for. You know, move into your heart and out of your head. How do you move into your heart and out of your head? How do you get unstuck out of the obsessive thoughts? Well, you move out of your head and get into your heart or you get into your body. So how do I do that? Well, oftentimes I'll place my right hand over my heart and I'll rub my heart and I'll just breathe into my heart center and I'll just put all my focus, my presence, my time into that heart. And I learned that um, if you breathe and think, think with your heart for two minutes, your mind and heart become one and you move into a heart-centered space. And when you move into a heart-centered space, you can start to make powerful decisions because you're living in the present moment. And only the only time that you can make movement in your life is if you live in the present moment. You can't move in the future and you can't move in the past. So I want you to recenter yourself and, and t- put your hand over your heart and breathe into your heart. Big, de- big, big uh, breaths. Breathe into your heart and Start to focus inward. Start to focus on your love. Start to cultivate love by thinking about times that you felt the most love and and just sit in that for a little bit and then find three to five things that you're just grateful for. But don't just name them. Don't be like, oh, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. And you don't marinate in it. You don't feel it. You don't sense it. You don't believe it. You see, a lot of us practice gratitude. You're like, Tyler, I've done that. I'm like, yeah, but you haven't marinated in it because if you did, you'd still do that. It wouldn't be something that you've done. It's something that you do because you allow yourself to actually feel it to sense it, to connect with it, to love it, to enjoy it. Because you marinate in the moment of gratitude. You find something deep that's meaningful to you that you are grateful for. 
and you don't let it pass because you're lazy or you're bored or you're stubborn. You sit with it. You connect with it. You love on it. You feel it. You sense it. So that's the first thing is remember, focus more on the positive aspects of your current situation and find what you are grateful for and for the blessing rather than the breakdown. You know, another way to cultivate hope that I've done um, in my life that actually catapulted my life forward that helped me to move on and move forward toward a hope-filled future was, I mean, once again, common sense. Common sense, but it's not common practice. Just because you know this doesn't mean you're doing it. So I ask you to start doing it. If you're listening to this, if you're here with me today, good for you for showing up and listening to this, but now it's time to apply this. So the first thing I need you to start implementing in your life, and step number one was all about a gratitude practice. If you didn't catch that, it's a gratitude practice. It's daily gratitude and and starting to train yourself. Every time you're triggered by a negative thought that causes a negative emotion, use that as a trigger to snap out of it and think of something more positive. Think, write down some things that you're grateful for and allow yourself to marinate, marinate, you know, meditate on that for the next two minutes. The second thing you need to really focus in on to cultivate some hope that helped me to cultivate movement in, in my life and, and to help me move forward was this idea of um, you, you really, you really got to start to learn how to you know, cultivate hope by setting some realistic goals and working toward them. You see, when we have a clear vision of what we want to achieve in our lives, we're more likely to stay motivated and persevere through obstacles. It was my vision that I created for myself during the time of struggle that pulled me out of the struggle and put me into my purpose. My pain turned into my purpose because what I've done was I started creating realistic goals, some goals that excited me that could change the quality of life that I lived by making either more money, sur- uh, supplying a greater service. Like during my heartbreak period, friends, like I, I was, uh, let's see, 2015, I was, I started a business with my brother, right? We, we did a business together. It was just called, it's called New Era Consulting Services. It's still active, but ultimately we were into website design development and merchant processing. You know, at the time of my heartbreak, when I was in college, I, w- I was building a business, full-time college student, building a business, working um, part-time just to make ends meet. Now, what this did was this vision was really cool because what I saw was like, I wanted to move out of my family's home, but I couldn't do that without money. So I started to, you know, go around and create a bit. I was like, you know, how cool would it be to create a business that could generate us not only income, but passive income. So like, we were like, we got excited about this idea, my brother and I, and we, we, we just ran with it for many years, like five years we ran with it and, and it, it did well. Like we, we hired a team of individuals, you know, we, we, um, it was, it, we, we built a team, we built a company, we built passive income and that oftentimes these goals that I set for myself, not only financially, not only business, but personally as well, helped me to focus on what's to come rather than only dwelling in the past. When you have goals that you're excited about, you know, ultimately it's going to give you something else to focus on rather than if you have nothing to focus on, you'll always go back to what's familiar. Are you following, are you following along? If you don't have something forward to focus on, you'll always go back to what's familiar and what's familiar is your breakup and your breakup pain. So a lot of the times when you're sitting alone by yourself in your house with your dog, cat, you know, relatives, whatever you, you'll, you'll feel this sense of hopelessness because you have nothing to look forward to. And, and hope is some, having something to look forward to. Hope is a matter of creating something to look forward to. Tyler, I have nothing to look forward to. Well, then sit down and create it. It's your life. It's it's up to you what you want to create. Ask yourself, what do you want? And if you don't know what you want, sometimes the best way to discover what you do want is to understand what you don't want. So what don't you want in your life? And then once you understand what you don't want in your life, you'll have a way to create what you do want in your life. And it becomes a beautiful process, my dear friend. Listen, you have to create some 
positive and realistic goals and start working toward them if you want to move on. Listen, you can't move on if you have nothing to look forward to and you don't have anything to look forward to, so you're stuck in your heartbreak pain. I hope this is serving you today. So I ask you to cultivate a vision for yourself. Create some goals for yourself. Write them down and, and see them daily. If you want to get into vision boards and you know if you're if you're more of a visual person, do that. Find time to, you know, sit down and, and create a life that you're inspired by. Like there's people out there that you're like, wow, if I could only, well then learn how to do that. Listen, my life began to change when I started writing goals and I started to seek out the individuals that already achieved those goals. And then I asked them for their help. You'll be surprised on how many people understand your suffering and don't want you to sit in that suffering and are willing to help you. That's how this podcast came about. I had no idea how to create a podcast until I reached out to someone and, and they're like, hey, I'd be more than happy to help you. And because of that, we have, you know, we have over 8,000 monthly active listeners now, you know, and, and this is a little bit over a year's time. We, we have a beautiful community here. We have people that are, you know, happy heart warriors and who are moving on and, and finding happiness and, and writing beautiful reviews and people that are actually moving on and, and, and finding themselves again. And it's, it's because I decided to create a goal. I'm like, listen, my suffering stopped when I started serving, servicing others. My hopes started started when I started to create realistic goals and started working toward them. I knew I wanted a podcast. I didn't know how to create a podcast, but I started to look for someone who had a podcast, reached out to a couple people, see if they'd be willing to help me. They understood my struggle, so they wanted to help. They didn't want me to continue to struggle, and it's beautiful. There's so many people out there ready to help you. So once again, my friend, it's not that crazy, but create some realistic goals for yourself and start moving forward toward them because when you move toward your goals, you're moving away from your pain. And now finally... I think it's under it's important to understand to remember that hope is contagious. Right? It's contagious and we all know what the word contagious means. I mean, we just went through 2 years of COVID, right? Or whatever it is, 3 years now, 2020, 2023, crazy, crazy, crazy time. Like the world freaking shut down. Isn't that wild? Like what what did we just experience and it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. But finally, I just want to focus in on here real quick. It's how important it is to remember that hope is contagious. And when we radiate positivity and hope, we inspire those around us to do the same. And by lifting up ourselves, we can begin to lift each other up. We can lift up other people and support one another. We can create a ripple effect of hope that spreads far and wide. You see, I wanted to make sure that I became the happiest person that people would meet. When they think of me, they think of happiness. They're like, he's just a happy, cheerful guy. Now, at the time that I created that unrealistic goal, it seemed seemed unrealistic to me because I was like, I'd never find happiness. You know what I'm talking about when you're going through a heartbreak. You never believe happiness, love, joy, fulfillment will ever return. And that's where I was at. So to me, that was an unrealistic goal, but I knew it was something that I wanted. I wanted to be the happiest person that they knew when they met them, right? So when people meet me, I want to be the happiest guy that they met. Or like something about him, he's just radiant with happiness and joy and hope. And and, it, and I just want to be around him a lot more. Not because I was looking for outside validation, was, but it was because I wanted to look for authentic and find authentic happiness. Like I didn't want to keep trying to like cultivate happiness where I'm like, this is a lot of work. I just wanted to be happy, authentically, joyfully, vulnerably happy. And so... I started to realize once again in that analogy how the power plant doesn't just have energy, it generates and transforms it. I wanted to be a, a man who could generate and transform happiness, hope, encouragement, love. So so ultimately, friends, like you've got to understand that what you bring to the table, what do you want to bring to the table? How do you want to show up? Do you want to radiate with hope? 
Do you want to radiate with happiness? What do you want? By answering what it is that you want and how you want to show up in this world, and you start to think about if you want to be hope, how can you be hope? How can you show up in your next time that you're with somebody in a hope-filled way? You see, you don't only write down who you want to become, you write down how you're going to show up that way. So ultimately, in in this specific uh, moment, what I want you to do is I want you to write down three words that you aspire to become. And one of those, I need you to write down the word hope. You want to feel hope. You want to become more hopeful. And then what I need you to do is once you write down the three words, one being hopeful, maybe joyful, maybe, you know, loving, whatever you want your three words to be, I really want you to then digest those and understand why that's important for for you to choose, other than Tyler told me that it's important to be hopeful. Um, I want you to understand why it's important to you, and then I need you to attach some actionable things to those three words. So, for example, the words that I use on a daily basis, you know, um, that I try to work toward every single day that are important to me for multiple different reasons, you know, is I have this um, I have this alarm go off in my calendar three times a day, one at 8 o'clock, one at uh, 12 o'clock, and one at 4 o'clock. And it just says, I am joyful, I am confident, and I am enthusiastic. You know, I chose these three words. Maybe yours are hopeful, joyful, and confident. I, whatever your three words are, write them down and get intentional. Understand why they're important to you and then cultivate actionable steps that can align with that so that you know that you're showing up and actually being those three words. For example, if I say that I am um, loving, right? I'll write down that I want to be loving. And I understand why that's important to me. Like, why do I want to be loving? Why, why is that important to me? Like, why is loving important? Once I understand why loving is important, what I will do is and I'll write down three actionable things that can align with that so I know that I'm a loving individual. So I'm not just waiting for life to happen for me. I'm actually generating the actual reason why I'm feeling loving. So, for example, one of the things I would cultivate or I would I would write down with an actionable step that I'm loving is that anytime I walk through my home and my wife is in, inside, I would greet her with love in my heart. I would let the past go of the workday. I would let the past go of, you know, whatever's happened. And I would sit in her presence and give her a hug, give her a kiss, and listen to her. That seems like a pretty loving, actionable thing that I could do. Like a sign of hug, a sign of presence is a sign of love to me. So what I need you to do is just sit down and write out the three things that you find that, you know, words that are true to you that you want to strive for and aspire to become. And you need to write down three actionable things that can, you know, ultimately give you a good result that you're seeking. Listen, this is not hard work, guys. This is a matter of three things that I'm asking you to do that I've done that has helped me and helped hundreds of other people that have went through my courses, went through my coaching, that I would tell them to do the same thing. Listen, you've got to, in order to cultivate hope, you've got to think more positive thoughts, right? You've got to sit in gratitude, find what is positive in your current life situation and live in that, marinate in that, meditate in that. Secondly, you know, something that's really important is you've got to do is start setting some goals and start working toward them so that you can cultivate and push yourself out of the pain and into the pleasure. And last but not least, you know, you've got to start to generate more hope in your life by cultivating some actionable things that you can do in your life that can lead you to more hope. My friend, you can do this. Hope is alive. Hope is real. Hope is there for your taking. But it's up to you whether or not you want to actually feel hopeful. I believe that you do want to feel hopeful, and I believe that you can feel hopeful. So don't give up on yourself. Let us embrace hope and all the magic that it brings into our lives. Let us believe in ourselves again, and let us believe in our dreams and our ability to create a brighter future today. Remember, hope is not just a feeling. 
It's a powerful force that can move mountains. So let us keep hope alive and let it guide us toward a life of joy, purpose, and fulfillment. If you found this podcast helpful, encouraging, supportive, or uplifting, please make it your mission to tell other people about this podcast because I believe it is on each and every single one of us to spread more positivity, more hope, more encouragement during these times of chaos, negativity, heartbreak, and struggle. Because I believe you have the power to be the dealer of hope by lifting up other people through positive education so that their life can begin to change and change for the better. If there is one thing that I would ask any of you to do, it would be to be the light in the darkness and be the hope in the hopeless and be the love that you know this world needs more of. And remember, it is our duty and grand plan to be the warrior whose mission it is to love, lead, and serve all of those that we can by being the person they need us to be. And you can begin to be that person in their life by simply sharing this podcast with those who you know could use some more help, hope, love, and encouragement. And with the utmost gratitude in my heart, I thank you for spending your precious time with me today and listening to the podcast.